Hey, Pete. Yeah, man. Are you feeling pretty comfortable? Man, I'm in the zone. Comfort zone. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. Uh, Peter, today we're taking a question from YouTube. Uh, shout out to YouTube. What's we're, up, Google? Keep searching. <laughs> we're on YouTube quite we a are. bit. Uh, you can check out the videos of these podcasts if you're just listening. Yep. Um, but we got a question from uh, Johan or Johan. <laughs> I think Johan is probably <laughs> is a better chance. <laughs> Johan! <laughs> Uh, so Joe, Johan <laughs> writes, do you think you guys could elaborate a little bit on pushing yourself out of the comfort zone? Do you mean mm. learning tougher tunes or applying new harmonic ideas, um, and stuff? Uh, it's a good question. I think first, maybe we could talk about what the comfort zone is. Yeah. Now was he referring to, we must've said something, um, numerous times possibly yeah, in, you know, we in previous talk, episodes. We talk about when we practice, um, we talk about. Right. Pushing ourselves out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we could talk, just expand on that a little more about like what that is, what it means to be in the comfort zone, how to push out of it. Yeah. How long you should be out of it, all that stuff. Well, seeing as we're in the pod cave, which we could consider to be the comfort zone. I feel very comfortable. In here. <laughs> Although sometimes after being in here for hours, I do feel that it's the uncomfortable zone a little bit. So it could be both. I know. know? We got to up our chair game. We got to up our <laughs> mic position. Right. Sometimes my neck gets a crick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. OK, so within practice, I you know, I look at it maybe as. Ultimately, the the goal with this is about how we play, how we improvise, how we actually perform on the gig, and being able to be out of our comfort zone into more of an exploratory, in-the-moment kind of... Like, what are they saying now about... You know how people talk about, like, you want to experience something and everybody's on their phones all the time? Yeah. And they say they want to, like, experience it, you know, in real time. There's some phrase for that I hear people talking about. But basically, you know, you want to put yourself... It's almost like what could be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, You know, it's almost like you're putting your... You're turning that into being so comfortable with being uncomfortable that that becomes the comfort zone almost. Well, I think that's the key with pushing yourself outside of the comfort zone. So the comfort zone is, how's the mic, man? You well, no, I, the, yeah, I talking about comfort. I was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> this bad boy's right, right up It's kind of pressing you. It's like, <laughs> it is, it's like what's up? <laughs> it's, it's a little aggressive here, but that's all good. Is that better? Yeah, I think it's just man, the same. Exactly <laughs> the same as before you touched it. We are such it. a finely tuned uh, machine. No, right? <laughs> Technically. We're just Stop right. looking at me, Kranich and Bach. <laughs> uh, we're definitely outside of the comfort zone in this episode. Uh, no, so a little bit about the comfort zone. So the comfort zone is just anything that you are completely con- – that you can do on autopilot. Yeah. Right? And this is not a bad thing necessarily. No. There's a ton of stuff on our performances and our practice routine that you want to get on autopilot. That yeah. you want to have – like if I'm working on, you know um, – right-hand lines and a certain comping rhythm, I want to get that comping rhythm so comfortable and on autopilot that I could get creative and outside the comfort zone with my right hand. You know, there are certain things that we have to ingrain so that they're so comfortable they're in the comfort zone. Now, I think to your point, the real value in pushing yourself outside of the comfort zone is A, it helps you learn things. We know that our brains uh, absorb things when we familiarize and then we let that go for a while and then yep. we come back to it and we're always pushing outside the comfort zone of what we have internalized. Uh, that's when we actually learn and that's when things become comfortable. Yep. When we've, we keep pushing them out and out of the comfort zone. 
But there's, I think the most benefit is what you alluded to, which is that when you get comfortable outside of the comfort zone, that's where magic happens. Yeah. You know, when you're able to, as an improviser, just, you know, live in that space of like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can trust myself that it's going to be cool. You know what I mean? Like everything's going to work out. Yeah. That's when really magical musical experiences can happen. Tired of pointless, generic YouTube instructional videos? Are you looking to learn jazz from some of today's best players? I would say yes to both of those. <laughs> That's obvious, right? Yeah. So yeah. what does one do? Well, one could go to Open Studio. That's right. Yeah. Open Studio, where you'll find pros who are great players and teachers ready to guide you along your jazz journey. That's right. Courses on piano, guitar, drums, bass. Yep. And not just anybody. These are like some of the top people in jazz who are yeah, teaching this. Yeah, Christian stuff. McBride, I Diane mean, if he's Reeves. good. He's we're we're going to drop a few names here, but, you know. <laughs> Gregory Hutchinson. But I think the main thing is, yes, we have the lessons, we have the instruction. But what we want to do is kind of help you to unlock the secrets of jazz, how to get to the vibe. That's what our concept is here, is those things that have been held back for years. And now we're laying it all out there for you. That's right. So join us at OpenStudioNetwork.com. Open Studio, jazz lessons from jazz legends. It's almost like a, maybe we could describe it as being, you're still outside of the comfort zone because if it does become too comfortable, then you got to go further away to get into that outside the zone. But it's like you're confident in being, it's working on the confidence of being outside of the comfort zone so That's that right. you can really, you know, succeed a big percentage of the time. And look, once you get out of the comfort zone and you take those risks and you go out on that, that diving board, you're not going to have that 100% success rate of execution is if you stay right within what you know. And this even goes to like who you play with. Like there's the kind of safe players that you know what they're going to play. Mm -hmm. You know, they're no better than you and that you can kind of do your thing in a certain way. We've all been there and sometimes that's okay. But I mean, if you really want to start to explore and stretch and grow, you know, it's just like going to the gym. If like you're always doing the same amount of weights, the same exercises, you're just going to kind of maintain and that's good. Yeah. But if you want to sort of bulk something up, short of going the steroids route, don't recommend that, um, you have to stretch out to bigger weights, different kind of exercises, things that aren't comfortable for you to see how your body's going to react. And That's we want right. to do that with our musical uh, mind. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the studio doing like a commercial recording and you only have so much time and <laughs> yeah. you know they want a certain vibe, maybe stay in your comfort stay zone. Stay in the, stay you know in the comfort know, zone, yeah. Play what you know, play what you know will work. But if you're at a club and maybe the audience is a little restless or whatever, yeah. That's the time where you can make a little magic by kind of stepping out. And so to Johan's question about, um, you know, do you mean learning tougher tunes or applying new harmonic ideas? It's really all of that. It's really, it's really being comfortable uh, practicing and performing things you don't totally know yet. You yeah. know, the things that you know about, but maybe they aren't aren't there. You should be doing that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, too, there's, there's man, there's, this is a great subject i'm so glad he asked because now that i'm thinking about it there's so many different areas that we can challenge ourselves out of the and, and that's really what it is right we're challenge challenging ourselves to play something that, that for instance is not 
we're not 100% secure on yet. Totally. So that might be a thing of like you're learning a tune and you're memorizing it, maybe as you're learning it or you've learned it and now you're like, okay, I'm going to memorize it. And then all of a sudden you're on the gig and there's tunes that you really know, but there's that one that you're like 80% memorized. Yeah. Go out of your comfort zone yeah. and try it. You know, Maybe you're going to mess up a little bit of thing, but really concentrate. Try to use your ears because you can get some great development. And I know we want to always put our best foot forwards on gigs, but I mean I do this all the time where I'm like, you know what? I mean, maybe somebody will kind of notice that I mess one thing up, but there'll be that edge there that'll make it exciting enough and that I really commit to concentrating in a way to not just play it safe. So I'm like, I'm going to do it without the music because I'm never going to really memorize it without. And, and plus, for me at this point, I think that you have these situations, too. We don't always have the time to learn fully everything we want to before the gig comes it's like bam the gig is there and there's something new to know and yeah if i'd had eight hours to practice that day i would have had it 100 percent secure yeah. but we're supposed to be professionals and we need to you know react in that same way and that's okay and i'm i do this and i and i'm glad you mentioned this because uh i'm sure you do this too do you ever like throw yourself out on the edge knowing like all right i'm gonna go here oh hell no that's unprofessional <laughs> no but you know like i was thinking about it. i was playing i played yesterday and i did a couple times like I did these like chord things up high that I don't really know. Like I, I was hearing yeah. a sound or whatever, yeah. and I was just like, "All right, well here I am. Like I either yeah. make this happen or I don't. It, yep. It's either going to be good or not, and I got to figure it out." And there's like for me, there's a thrill in that for sure. That yep. no matter what I play, even if it's, everything's not perfect, the audience feels this like danger, this like spark. Yep. You know what I mean? There's an energy to that that really uh, that's what jazz is all about and that's it what is. jazz has over every other kind of music is there's this like Ooh, i like it a little jazz police little jazz police. no but i mean it's <laughs> why we all love this music is because there's these like what is yeah. going on and those happen when you when you stretch yourself and i think that yeah that that same feeling we have as we're playing the music is not that different than the listener has and it's not that different than we come as listeners when we hear it so it's not just an inwardly facing thing it's like well this is fun for us to go out on the edge and to be crazy improvisers and but that's only for us no that if done correctly you're right that's that's a big selling point for the music that's a big part of the music and we have to in fact do that otherwise you know it's kind of like with the piano trio there's a very fine line between a you know a great lounge trio that's playing in the background mm -hmm. and a really finely tuned exciting jazz trio playing the same tunes yeah. where you want to sit there and listen to it but if you're just playing it like background never taking a chance doing everything well it's going to be a little bit you know anti-jazz almost in a way totally when, when somebody's listening and so I, I i agree and i think that in terms of practice it's it goes back to the same thing that we've talked about before of like how can you practice performing can you have some of your practice routine to just be in the moment pretending like you're on a gig that's how you practice being out of your comfort zone yeah. like practicing scales and arpeggios is not necessarily that's more about getting that stuff into your comfort zone into your hands and like really working on that regimented thing but you've got to have a part of your practice to really push yourself out so that you have some confidence when you go to do it on the gig. Yeah, you can yeah. you can rehearse this for sure. Exactly. Um, but, you know, again, uh, with the practice, almost everything you practice should be a little bit out of your comfort zone. You should be trying for things yeah. that you can't quite do stretching, yet. Stretching, even if it, Even if you're playing a C major scale, four octave, something you've maybe done for 10 years, you know, you should be trying to articulate it in a way or get a sound in a way that you can't quite get, something yeah. aspirational with that. 
But I think that's more like just challenging yourself, right? And and like there's also well, I mean, yeah, that's like we said. There's several different kinds of comfort zone. There's like the challenge yourself, technically taking yourself out totally. of your comfort zone, and then the other part that we mostly talked about, which is kind of the creativity side. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think if you apply this to each part of your musicality, you that that this is how you grow. That's this true. is how you grow. Well, thank you, Johan, for the question. That's a great question. Uh, really fun topic to talk about and think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you can go to youllhear.com if you want to ask us a question. You can leave a voicemail. You can leave a written question. Uh, please don't sleep on the ratings and reviews. We've been sleeping on asking for them. Well, you know what? It's a new week here, so you know <laughs> we actually had, uh, I don't know if you saw this, um, we had a, a beautiful rating. We, we have so much love. It's starting to like... It's starting to really. I'm not gonna. Is this thing going down? This mic? Yeah, we're gonna fix it. Oh, we gonna. This. You know what? We should do like a Kickstarter for some new mics. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Can you still hear Andrew? Okay, good. There we go. Whoa! Now it's just. Okay. Got, okay. All right, all right, <laughs> no, 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 we're cool. We, 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 we can make it. Okay. So this was um, a review from Ryan Ryan on iTunes. I don't know if you saw this, but. The title of this rating and review of this review is A Galaxy Worth of Stars. A Galaxy Worth a galaxy, of Stars. A Galaxy, because, you know, we were talking at some point about seven stars, blah, blah, blah. So he <laughs> went galaxy. Okay, and then this is, this is great. The average galaxy has something like 200 billion stars for what it's worth. This podcast is exactly what I needed. Ryan. It helped reignite my musical curiosity and has greatly inspired me to improve my playing. I'm more excited about learning jazz and getting better at piano than I've been in years. I love listening to these pros talk about jazz, the stories and <laughs> insights, the advice and strategies they give us free, and all the great al album recommendations. Oh, good. Uh, this podcast is truly motivating and will make you feel like you're getting to know Peter and Adam on a personal level. Um, the open studio programs are also amazing. Highly recommended. Thank you so much, Ryan, for that review and your beautiful five star. This is great, rating. man. This feels like season one up in here. I review know, after the episode. That's right, right, right. So yeah, feel free to um, you know leave us a rating review on iTunes or, or Google Play or whatever Stitcher. We're still looking for that first Stitcher review, man. Why are you laugh every time I? Why are you hating on Stitcher, man? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I'm hating on Stitcher. It's people, people that are all, that that like Stitcher, it's a small group. But they love it, man. That's that's that's. You better hope they never come after you, Adam. Oh, I know. Those you know, they, Stitcher was the the platform that took down the uh, the whole Alex Jones thing. Oh, Stitcher really? was the first, and then they oh, all good. see. There, yeah. we, go. there yeah. we go. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm.